back to a brand new episode of NJ Sports Media Podcast. I'm your host, Vin. And today, we have a very special guest, one of many in today's episode, Danny from Freak Out Sports Network. How's it going, Danny? What's up, Vin? Thanks for having me on. No problem. And yesterday, Danny already posted the episode. I was on Danny's podcast. Got heated at some points, but at the end, we very came together and decided to go on strike to base to make baseball more fun. And we're going to be talking about that a little bit in today's episode with Danny here. And we're going to have Justin and Justin on here, maybe even Riley, but not sure. I know Justin and Justin are coming on later. But starting it off with Danny, and we're going to start with the NBA. Now, we're going to do some award predictions, and what do you think's overall with the NBA today, Danny? So, MVP, who do you think is the runner for MVP right now? Now, as much as I, in my Philadelphia 76ers cocoon here, would like to choose Joel Embiid, I think you have to go with Nicole Jokic. Okay. I, think, I think if you're looking at MVP as a season-wide award, if you're looking at, I mean, think to yourself, Jokic was the MVP favorite for how long? Probably at, at least the first seven weeks of the season. And then and then Curry got hot, and then Curry got cold, and then Embiid got hot. But Jokic has been the most consistent out of the top five, which is really, in my opinion, in this order. Jokic, Embiid, Morant, Curry, and maybe Kevin Durant, but... We'll see. But that's health issues too. He's not been able to stay healthy the entire season. But he's coming back tonight against the uh, Heat. So we'll see what he can do. So we will see. So my – are you done? Yes. All right. Um, I am going to go with Joel Embiid. Um, obviously, Jokic has had that MVP front runner for as long as Danny said he had it for the first seven weeks. And obviously, he has been – consistent but I feel like and me and Danny talked about this last year too Danny said this about Chris Paul when you think of most valuable player you think of the most valuable person on your team and in the league and I think that that is Joel Embiid I mean the guy's dropping 30 35 points a game lately with about 15 to 16 rebounds and even collecting eight or nine dimes so I feel like he's helping the Sixers squad or now 38 and 23 on a four-game win streak with a brand-new James Harden look, I feel like he's got to be it because he's just helped his team to an overall great season so far. So, Yeah, I understand that. All right, so Defensive Player of the Year. I feel like there's a bunch of people up there, but I feel like the guy I'm going to say is a little more obvious. What, well, here, I'll let you go first on this one. All right, I was, I'm going to go with Giannis. I feel like defensively the guy's a beast. Um. I feel like he could do anything. He could throw his arms in so many different places at once that it doesn't really matter which angle you're going at. He'll somehow find a way to lock you down. And we've seen when they play the Nets, he will lock down Kevin Durant if he asks you, but Kevin Durant usually wins it. But when they're not playing high-level teams, like when they play the Sixers, well. Whoa. Jeez, Ben. What? Did you just call the Sixers a not high-level team? No, 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 I'm saying when they don't – no, 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 that wasn't. That's not what I was saying. That came out wrong. I'm saying when they're not playing high-level teams, he plays at such a high level. But when he plays teams like the Sixers, when he has to face the challenge of a guy like Joel Embiid, 
he may struggle at times. Now another guy up there, Rudy Gobert, he's been up there the past six, seven years. I think he's a great pick too, but who do you think? I'm going with Giannis. Who do you think is going to win? Well, when you look at the defensive player of the year, I'm going back to what I said with consistency in a way. And okay. First of all, I mean, we talked about the All-Stars on my podcast last night. Yep. But, like, you know, when you're making and you're an All-Star in a league that's not full of flash or in a league that's full of flash and you're making an All-Star team that is based off of flash, that's where the voting comes from. And you score less than eight points a game and you still make the All-Star team. I think that says something about how good you are in defense, how much of a presence you are on that team. And I'm going with Draymond Green because I don't think the Warriors would be where they are today without Draymond Green. Okay. You know what? I didn't really think of that. That's a great pick. You know, what is he what is the average? Like seven, seven, and seven. He averages seven point nine and like ten and nine, I think. Yeah. He's like the most mediocre player right now. Now, me and Danny on this next award have agreed, and I'm just gonna say um we've agreed. And we agreed on his podcast yesterday that there's two guys six man of the year. And that would be Jaron Jackson Jr. and Tyler Hero. And you know what, Danny, let let's see why you think Tyler Hero should win six man of the year. Well, maybe not should win, but will win. Mainly mm-hmm. just because I mean, let's look at it. Jaron Jackson plays in Memphis, doesn't get all the flash. Right? Yeah, I mean, Tyler Hero plays in Miami. Of course, of course he's gonna he's gonna get more flash. He's gonna get more news appeal than other guys. Uh, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Jaron Jackson, you haven't heard his name a ton because Memphis isn't really a big place to press. Miami is, so that's why I believe Tyler Hero will get it. But who do you think? Is gonna... I think Jaron Jackson is fully deserving of it. But I'm I'm gonna put on you with this, and the media plays a big role in these. Big money making organizations. All of them are big money, but the media, especially in a big city like Miami, it where you're you're looking at beautiful weather all the time, where they can make media anything they want. I mean, Tyler here is obviously going to get the more recognition. Obviously, not the best player on the team behind Bam and Jimmy Butler, but he's definitely up there, and I think he's on the rise in in this Heat organization. I think that. You know, if you watch some of the Heat games, his bottom with the coach. How do you say his last name? Spolstra? Spolstra. Yeah. I, like, he's already forming a bond with all the guys in Miami. So, I feel like time to come, he might win this award multiple times. I don't know. But I would go with Tyler here. Okay. All right. So, we're going to go coach of the year. Who do you got? Now... This is a hard one, and agree. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people I think can get it. Um, you know, I mean, some of my more not favorites, I would say. I mean, Doc Rivers, the stuff he's done in Philly so far has been amazing. I mean, Steve Kerr with the Warriors was my favorite earlier in the year. But as of right now, I'm going to have to go with Monty Williams. When you have a team, even if you look at the Suns right now. I mean, you look at this team three years ago, 
and it's absolutely not the same. You look at this team three years ago for the same players, and it's definitely not the same. His player growth, the way he's, like he has trained his players, the way his players have grown since he's gotten there, and also he's got far and away the best in the league. I mean, I'd say he finishes the season with less than 20 losses, which is really a, a supreme category in the NBA, considering the best season was nine losses. I mean, when you got guys like Devin Booker who could perform on a daily, Chris Paul who can perform on a daily, like, it's not as hard. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be an easy process being in the NBA. Well, yeah, but but you also got to think about it. You put that team together, and Devin Booker is not the same player than if Monty Williams isn't there in my mind. Oh, agreed. Totally agreed. Yeah. My coach of the year? I believe Billy Donovan coaches the Bulls. Yeah. I'm going to go Billy Donovan. I think it, that with basically all new faces in the starting lineup to the organization, he really brought the guys together and told them, like, let's do this. You got DeMar DeRozan from the Spurs, Caruso, Vucevic. Vucevic was there last year, but still. And the veteran, the Bulls veteran, Zach Levine. I feel like – he did a great job molding them all together. Separate plays for DeMar, separate pick-and-roll plays for Nikola Vucevic, and Lonzo coming in, getting his ability to pass the ball a lot better to guys who could get down the court in a hurry, make sure that they're in the right spot at the right time. So I'm going to give it to Billy Donovan right now. All right. But, I mean, I guess I can see that. Who's, who's Memphis's coach? Memphis? I'm gonna have to fact check this. Because if I'm not looking, I'm not. If I'm not looking at Monty Williams, I'm looking at whoever's coach of Memphis right now. Taylor Jenkins. Yeah, I honestly think Taylor Jenkins would probably be top two. Okay. Uh, that's I mean, gonna think be- about it. Look at that. Look at that team last year. And then look at it now. I mean, that's really the criteria for coach of the year. Oh, definitely. Um, so that's gonna be it for the rewards. But NBA in general, who do you think? Like, who do you think is going to be in that play-in most average team? Who do you think is going to be in the play-in tournament this year? In the play-in tournament? Um, well, I'd say in the West. In the West, it's probably the Lakers and the Clippers, which is something I think a lot of people will want to see. But yeah. it's probably them, too. Um, in the East, I think it's a little more complicated. In my mind, I think the Knicks have a chance to go on a run and get that nine seed. I would say Knicks and Timberwolves would probably be the plan in the East, in my mind. Tim- Timberwolves play in the West. Sorry. Timberwolves and Lakers in the West. And then, I mean, Hawks? when you look at the East, other than the Knicks outs- at outs- that are outside of the top eight right now, I don't see anybody outside of the top eight getting there. I, think- I can honestly see the Hawks. I could see maybe the Hawks. I just don't think they have the talent right now. More talent than other teams that are ahead of them. How about the Hornets? The Hornets, I could see in there. I could see Knicks and Hornets. I can also see if Brooklyn continues to be injured, Brooklyn and the Hornets. But I don't know. Okay. Now, you're thinking if the season ended today, it'd be Raptors Heat. Bulls, Celtics, and oh wait, no, I did that wrong. It's it's nine through twelve, Danny, for the play-in. 
Because yeah, each. Oh, the final plane. Okay, okay, okay. So mine would probably be weird one here. Hawks, Wizards. Wizards. Um, I the Wizards take that. Twenty-eight and thirty-three this year. They're only twelve games back. This Eastern Conference is unbelievably co- close. I could see I the Wizards. Wizards I could see the Wizards making it, though. and in the West, I really hope the Lakers just fall. I want to see the Spurs possibly make a run. I don't want to see the Trailblazers. I would love to see a Timberwolves Pelicans. We can get that number one pick. If Zion gets healthy, Zion Anthony Edwards. No, Zion will be healthy. By that, I don't think. No, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, for marketing purposes for the NBA, they're all about the money. Let's be honest here, Danny. You know it. Um, I think that that would be the best thing to happen for them. <laughs> get the two number one. And I, I think the Lakers are going to dramatically fall. Probably well, they- well, what do you think would be better? Timberwolves versus Pelicans, where you get Anthony Edwards and Zion Williamson, or the battle for LA with the Lakers and the Clippers? No, I don't want to see that. I, I, I think I, a, thousand, a million bajillion people would rather see that than just two rookies who barely made the playoffs. I, the LA versus LA, I want to see the Clippers go all the way. I like Paul George, I like Kawhi. Kawhi's not going to play, but I'm. Really hoping for a Paul George comeback this season. I don't think they will. I think I think if you put the playing game up to them and the Lakers, I think the Lakers probably win it nine out of ten. What? Nine out of ten times. Yeah, I think the Lakers are a much bigger team than the Clippers at the moment. They have a winning record, man. Thirty-three and thirty-one. Yeah, record isn't everything. Went off that the Memphis Grizzlies are better than the Suns last night. This is my take. I think the Lakers are probably the, the seventh best team in the West and are better than the Clippers as much as I don't like to say it. You think, but, think they're better than the Clippers and who? Because they're still they're better than the Clippers. I think in a seven-game series, they would probably take up the six with the Timberwolves and win. Um, you think they would beat the Nuggets? What? Do you think that they would beat the Nuggets? I think it would be a seven-game series, and I think the Nuggets would win. Okay. All right. So that's it for that. You know, there have been some terrible teams this year. Um, bottom three teams in most of the divisions are absolute automatic wins for some teams. Rockets, Thunder, Kings, I mean, they're terrible. I mean, Magic, Pistons. I mean, the Magic have improved this year, too. The Magic, I like what they're doing. I like what they're building. I like, the, I like the Pistons, man. I really like Cade Cunningham. I think he's going to be a great player in the future. I could see it. Uh, I just don't know with the guys he's around. Listen, Jeremy Grant, play, great player, but that's really it, man. I Sadiq Bay, all right, that's it. I can't see them building around Cade Cunningham with this squad. I And I think, personally, you have to build around Cade Cunningham. He's your guy if you're Detroit right now. He's your guy. So, what do you think about Cade Cunningham? Um, I'm, not even, I, I'm not as high on him as other people are. I know, whatever, the last 
week has been hectic for him, but I think Jalen Green is probably better than him at the moment. Uh, and I think he'll be better than him in terms of a career. I think he's probably the fourth or fifth best rookie when it comes down to it. I think he's the only rookie that doesn't have to pass, doesn't have to distribute the ball because he doesn't. Okay. Why do you think what? Why do you think that he doesn't have to? Well, who else? I mean, it's pretty obvious. You're not going to coach him to pass the ball. You're going to coach him to go get buckets because who else is he going to pass to? Jeremy Grant, Sadiq Bay, Isaiah. Yes. Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bay are not the cream of the crop in the NBA when you're looking at second and third options. Okay, true. How about a team like the Rockets? I think the Rockets have a bright future. Okay. Why? Well, you look at what they've got. They've traded away all these guys, and they've kind of gone the weird route in the NBA, which is getting picks out of it because a lot of guys in the NBA don't play for picks. Um, they do have a lot of picks stockpiled up. I think next year's draft class is a deep one, and the year after that is a pretty good one. So, I mean, we'll see, but I think they have a bright future build around Jalen Green. I mean, I think they'll be good enough in the future. I think they'll be pretty good. I'm not going to lie, everybody's – listen, he's a great player, Jalen Green. But another young, really good player on this uh, Rockets team, Jay Sean T. I mean, he's shown bright spots just inconsistent. I mean, I've watched maybe one Rockets game this season on NBA game time, and he's shown that he can go and he can – become the next big thing, and I would love to see him have that. And with this young, very young team in the Rockets, you know, I really do think that Jalen Green and Jayshon Tate could possibly bring home some playoff experience and teach more younger guys, like, hey, we were, you know – and 37 at the ha- first half, and, and we're here now. 15 and 47, my bad. You know, we were 35 games back. Next year, we came back. We came stronger. I think that they could be more of a learning tool to younger guys. Now, we're going to talk about rookies now. You said that Jalen Green's better than Cade Cunningham. I'm going to disagree. Okay. I'm going to disagree with you right away. I think Cade Cunningham's better. Two, who's your rookie of the year? Um, no way between Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, interesting runner-up against Josh Giddy, I would think, for third. Oh, he's a great player. Great player. Uh, but, like, I mean, when you get down to it, it's who's playing in a better situation, who's got – better guys around them, because yeah. that's really what it is. If you walk into, I mean, you throw Patrick Mahomes in Jacksonville, he wins two games a year, you don't think of it the same way. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I think, so you think that it comes down to Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley? I think the same. I think that it's definitely coming down to them, too. There's no doubt in my mind. The third guy, I would agree with you again, is, Scott, is uh, Josh Giddy. He's a great player, man. I mean, what's he got, four triple-doubles? I mean, it's great. I know you're all about stats don't matter, but 
he's still having a tremendous rookie year. And I think that it's only better to come for him as well. But well, I mean, I don't, I don't think the stats don't matter. I think the stats, certain stats matter. You know, when you're rolling off, oh, we had eight triple doubles a game last year, and this guy only had four. Yeah, well, this guy passed the ball around. This no. guy didn't. You know, oh wow, this guy scored thirty points tonight. Oh yeah, he took sixty shots. <laughs> I mean, well. Looking at the stats, he's got he's averaging about thirteen, eight and six. I yeah, mean, but how many minutes a game is he playing? How many minutes a game? Uh, it's not giving me that minutes, minutes. Because that, because that's the stat that matters. If you put up, if you put up, oh, oh, he's only putting up twelve points a game. Yeah, but he plays for five minutes. True. True. I mean, I could see this guy becoming the next big thing for them, though. I I really – I could – like, honestly, he's – What happened, Danny? Uh, who are you talking about? Are you talking about John Giddy? Yeah. I don't see him as the next big thing. Uh, I can see him as like a Stephen Adams esque player, a big man who's a good passer. Well, he's um, a so, huh? He's a shooting guard. Yeah, but he's a big, long shooting guard. I think he'd have more success as a power forward. Okay. I now, think he's, he's a great passing power forward. He's a he's a shell of Nikola. A shell. Okay. All right. Now. Moving away from the NBA, you know, we're going to talk about our master plan here. Me and Danny. Danny and I. Master plan. Agree, Danny? Sure. This is massive. Now, we believe that the MLB is becoming extremely boring as fans. So, we want the listeners to go to both of our podcasts, message both of us, at NJ Sports Media One on Instagram and Freak Out Sports Network to DM us ideas on how we could present to the table to the MLB as kids. Because, you know, we're 14 and 13. Like, as kids, how could we change the game? So we're trying to get in touch with some big names like Zach Campbell, little – um. Players who will respond to DMs. Like, we're trying to get a bunch of people in on this to make this one more fun. Danny, do you want to explain some of the ideas that we had last night on your podcast? Yeah, so, first of all, let, I mean, let's make this fun. The lockout is not doing anything right now. For if anything, it's making baseball less fun. Viewers are turned off. I mean, really, the only people who are engaged in baseball now at a young age are people who are raised into it, such as me and Vin. We don't want that. We want the game to grow. We want the game to get bigger. And we want the game to be exciting for fans of all ages. Now, we're not going to hooky-dook around here and say, oh, let's use blow-up bats. Yeah, we're 13 or 14. We're not stupid. All right? I mean, like, could we institute things? Let's get more fun uniforms. Let's, I mean, what? why did Why did these teams – oh, baseball is a traditional sport. Okay? I mean, football is a traditional sport for so long, but – Come on. 
Yeah, Chance, you suck, Kara. I mean, change the All-Star break. Have a great, have a better All-Star break. Have things like this. Have a manning cast. Like, get young fans interested in baseball. Because with the NFL, you see all these movies. Oh, play 60, flag football, meet your favorite athletes. The MLB doesn't have that. And I think that's really what the MLB needs right now. So, I mean, come on. I'm going to agree with you. But another thing I didn't mention yesterday, you know, they could possibly do more of like all-star week. Not more like all-star weekend. Like, full events. We were talking about this. Last night, we could they could have a full week. We said Little League World Series championship game should be out on the field, right? Make the make the make the season hundred games. Don't make it. Was our main thing yesterday? Make the season a hundred games. It's too long. Only eighty year old men and us freaks who could watch it for a hundred and eighty games can. You gotta lower it so fifty. 50 at 50 games, cut it. You have a whole week of celebration of baseball. Just straight up celebration. You got Little League World Series championship game, the all-star game on like a Wednesday night, okay? And we we agree with this too. Why the hell would you have it in Colorado? Have it in a big place like New York, Miami, L.A. What Where else did we say, Danny? I mean Las Vegas. Las Vegas, I would love that one. Texas. Let's I mean come on. Another event. I mean, the this future stars game, I watched that thing because I love following the prospects. Have that televised on ESPN on the Thursday night of the All-Star Week. That should be a part of it. They should the best prospects from every level. High A, double A, low A, triple A. Okay? They should all come out just like they did in the Future Stars game. Same thing, but they should play on All-Star Weekend because we're celebrating baseball. We're celebrating the great sport of baseball, a very fun sport if you get into it. And many people are getting away from it because of this lockout. You all are making millions of dollars. Just agree on the stupid whatever it is. I don't even care what it is. Just agree. Baseball needs to come back. What What were other ideas that we came up with yesterday? Well, I mean, the number one is scaring the lockout. We need to agree with you. I understand that it's hard. One hundred percent. If it takes longer than the set amount of time, that's perfectly fine. But when it gets to the point where the season has to be pushed back, you're going too far. You, like, you're going way wrong, man. Do your job. Make a deal. Compromise. Oh, definitely. I feel like we need more people. I know a pup. I know a couple people. I'll reach out. We need more people to listen. This isn't a strike, okay? We're just saying we should have more like. Now, I don't want to use the word uprising, but get a community of people who are on the same page as us. And let's propose this. Let's post it everywhere with all the stuff you said. And bless you. And try to get everybody on the same page. I don't know why. It's just a lousy game where a pitcher pitches one inning. If anything, 
like Danny said yesterday, juice the balls for the home run derby like they're already not. But if they're not, do it. Pitchers home run derby would be amazing. Me and Danny were talking about this yesterday. Water balloon, dodgeball. Dodgeball, that was my idea yesterday. Water balloon, dodgeball. The NFL. See, this is what the MLB has to do. Watch the skills challenges in the NFL. Every guy has a smile on their face. Every kid in the stands has a smile on their face. Come to All-Star Weekend, bunch of mad people because they're sitting there watching guys hit 400-foot bombs. Let's get a water balloon fight in the outfield. Let's do something along those lines that we're getting more people into the game and following the sport. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we could do dodgeball. I mean, not I mean, we could have freaking Billy Hamilton, Tim LaCastro, Byron Buxton, Trey Turner, all running around the freaking outfield like little kids trying to see who's the fastest one. And I love it. I love the idea. How about we do, like Danny said, a Manning cast? Just like that. We could do like a brother cast or just two great all-time players who would be down to sit on ESPN2 while the game is on on ESPN and televise it and have their opinions all over it, just like the Peter cast. Have an A-Rod cast. Have a Bond cast. Why not, why not have a cast every day of the week with different guys, special guests? Hey, me and Danny will go on there if we get in touch. You never know. I'm just saying we need more kids into it. And, you know, I don't play baseball. Danny, do you play baseball? I've played baseball since I was, like, five. Okay. Danny plays baseball. I don't play baseball, but I love baseball as a sport. And when I see it tanking like it is right now, like the Yankees I've been doing the past few few years, it makes me upset because I know that it is a great sport. But when you got these guys who just can't settle on an agreement. I know it's not a little agreement. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to sound like an idiot here. But I do know that they can agree on it if they want to. They could – bless you. They are sitting in these conference rooms for 10 minutes at a time. Bang it out. Four hours at a time. Get the agreement done already. We need baseball. I We need more ideas too, man. I understand that. Now, if you're the viewer – or thinking to yourself, well, yeah, I want to help them out, but, like, you know, they're two 14-year-olds, like, why would I want to do any of this? And, you know, you're also saying, oh, yeah, I'd love to donate. I just don't want to donate for nothing. Well, guess That's what? Didn't We've got the thing for you. Go to SaveBaseball at Teespring.com. Get yourself some Cancel Lockout shirts. Get yourself some Make Baseball Fun shirts. Um... You want to collab with us? Uh, I'm talking to you guys. Yeah, that's fine. Go, every set that we make off of selling sweatshirts, off of selling t-shirts, off of selling pants, off of selling... I don't care what we sell. I don't care if we sell women's underwear. It'll have Save Baseball. It'll have all of that. We will be petitioning the money. We'll be doing all of that. Go to at Save Baseball at teespring.com or order yourself some sweatshirts, shirts, whatever. Help the cause. Help the cause. We're not going to donate $100. Don't donate anything. Don't even donate a penny, okay? This isn't a donation. This isn't a GoFundMe. This is a get the word out that we need baseball better. 
We need more people. Well, I don't know the link. What is it? Uh, I will attach a link in pretty much anything we do, but it will be statebaseball at teespring.com. Okay, go there. Or we'll be launching Friday, tomorrow at 12. Is that your store, Din? That is absolutely 100% my store. I own everything on it. And go get your stuff. Serious? Oh, yeah. Damn. I'm a co-founder, guys. You know, I was there. I was a part of the merch. Yeah, sure, I wasn't. But, you know, I will be shouting this out every time now. Um, Danny, I do want some revenue after shouting that out here. Uh, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, um, no, but if you have any thoughts, go to our Instagrams. Freak out Sports Network for Danny. If you want to talk to Danny because you hate me. NJ Sports Media 1, if you like me and you hate Danny. Who cares if you like both of us and love our podcast? Message both of us the same idea. And if you hate both of us, we don't you. If you hate us, leave right now. Get off the podcast. Unsubscribe, but still tell your friends to go. Yeah, miss out from that great feeling of First of all, looking great, because I'm telling you, I've been looking at the merch. It'll be dropping Friday at 12. It looks absolutely fantastic. It's the beautiful thing I've ever seen. Uh, look trippy in school. Look trippy at work. I don't care if you get fired for not wearing a tuxedo. I don't care if you're an astronaut you get fired for not wearing a suit. Wear, wear it in the space. Wear it to work. Wear it to school. Wear it out. Wear it to the grocery store. Wear it wherever you're going. And second of all, we need have that great feeling. We need to pause to save baseball. We need to save baseball, and that's it. That's it for Danny here. Danny, shout yourself out one more time. Thanks, Ben. Once again, donate to the cause. Get some sweatshirts. Get some returns at um, savebaseball at teespring.com. Uh, if you want to follow me, you want to hear more from me, even though I don't know who would, uh, you can go over to Freak Out Sports Network on Spotify, Freak Out Sports Network, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, pretty much anywhere. So, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Moving on to the next segment with Justin. Hey, guys. Justin and Justin weren't able to get in this episode, but they will be able to come next episode, and I'm sure they will. And thank you all for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Danny for coming on. Check out his podcast, Freak Out Sports Network, along. Follow my podcast and follow the Instagram at NJ Sports Media One. Thank you all for listening and have a great day.